Welcome back to another episode of LA Pop Financial. My name is Chauncey Talisa, and I write about the ex-Super Bowl champion LA Rams for LAFB Network. It is a fantastic website. Like, subscribe, smash the button, whatever you have to do. Our off season's heating up. we got some awesome Chargers and Rams content. Our draft content's heating up. we got a little bit of college coming your way. And it's all brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Just because football season isn't over doesn't mean there isn't stuff to bet on. There's NBA, NHL, MMA, XFL, USFL, the Oscars, whatever. There's a lot of stuff coming. You can even bet on golf. And for your first bet, you use code BLEAV for 50% off your first bet. Bet online, where the game starts. Now, onto the show. I am, of course, joined, um, as always. Well, not as always, but periodically by the Desi- <laughs> by Tad and Amir of the Decide Guys. How you guys doing? What's going on, Chauncey? Good to be on. Aw, I haven't had you guys since, God, the start of the season, I don't think. Me and Tad are actually just talking about that. We were trying to figure out when was the last time we were on. I remember we talked fantasy football stuff, so I think it was, yeah, like you said, towards the beginning of the season, or it was like the very early parts of the season. So now that you've had a full fantasy season, um, were there any players that are on your do not fly list this year, and then players you know you're going to end up overdrafting by accident based on this year? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we actually just recently talked about this on our podcast, the Decide Guys Fantasy Football Forum, which you can also check out on the LAFB it's Network. A great show. <laughs> great show. Um, you know, unbiased opinion here. But uh, we, it was funny. We actually uh, – uh, remind me of the topic. We kind of touched on that, right, of like off-season predictions a little bit. And uh, yeah. I said that like my off-season prediction was, you know, the court, the Tampa Bay quarterback situation is just going to be a disaster all off-season. So yeah. unless they somehow land – you know, Derek Carr, which they're not even in the conversation for that. So no, they're a Jimmy I, G destination. But even I, then, like, I just, I don't know because uh, the, the stat I shared is that not, as a single Tampa Bay receiver excluding, uh, no, actually the guy, uh, Kate Otten was their top tight, tight end at, as a 27th ranked tight end. Uh, Mike Evans finished as wide receiver 16th. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Chris Godwin was wide receiver 21. He was somewhere in the early sure. 20s. That was done with Tom Brady, who still wasn't terrible. I think he's getting yeah. a little too much hate. And so if they go from a not terrible Brady to Jimmy Garoppolo, I, frankly, I'm just staying away from the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, this entire you know, wow. threat. A lot of them will be priority waivers. Like Kate Otten will be a very interesting you know waiver target early on to look for. But for in terms of Tampa Bay offense, I'm staying away from them. That's fair. That's fair. Um, one of the guys I'm actually going to be targeting that, you know, we sort of talked about this a lot last season, just, um, Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they were using him a lot his rookie season, which is why he was able to inflate his fantasy numbers. But last season, clearly with the issues at quarterback position with Mitchell Trubisky, and then it was Kenny Pickett. And for a short time, it was, I think there was another quarterback in there. I think it was, um, Mason Rudolph, I think at one point. It, no, it was Josh Jobs. Josh Jobs with Tennessee. Um, but regardless, just the quarterback position was a little bit of an issue there. So they're using Najee Harris, but then the offensive line is having issues too. But the one sort of caveat that I want to throw into there is that after their bye week, even with as terrible as a play caller Matt Canada was, Najee Harris actually started to look a lot better in that offense. I'm wondering if they finally realized that's like, okay, quarterback's giving us a lot of trouble. Let's start focusing on the run game and getting Najee Harris more involved. He actually finished the season pretty strong. So he's a guy that I think I'm probably going to target in like that early part of the draft, maybe like three or four. Uh, all Because obviously all the other guys are going to go a lot earlier. I'm actually not going to be surprised if we see quarterbacks and tight ends going a lot faster 
because of such a landfill <laughs> of a position at the tight end position. Obviously, you see a guy like Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, um, Josh Allen. They do so much at the position that that could benefit your entire roster. So running backs may actually may be available in the third or fourth round that you can get as a value pick there. So I'm taking Najee Harris as a value pick and possibly round three or four. So we're no longer laughing at the person that takes a QB in round one. Honestly, no, 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 no not anymore. That's always, That's always been frowned upon. I've, 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 in my experience, it's always been frowned upon. It's, it's frowned upon. That's like traditionalism, fantasy football. Back before past, it, it's a, it's a bygone. From, it's, it's a from the bygone era. Era, <laughs> like taking quarterback. If you take the right quarterback now, if you go for like Aaron Rodgers, if just because he landed on a new team and you think that's exciting, that's probably a mistake. But it's <laughs> obviously. Like Especially with all these rushing quarterbacks, these guys will. That's the biggest change. That's the biggest change. Jalen Hurts is absolutely worth worth a first round pick. He actually may be the most valuable fantasy quarterback going forward because he gets more. Well, not more, but he gets you know more rushing touchdowns than any uh, uh, quarterback in the league. And I was about to say he gets more rushing touchdowns than he does passing. That would be an incredible feat. But. he does. He's the top rushing quarterback in the league right now. Um, now, one guy that I think will be overdrafted. Not saying he's going to have a bad season. I think Josh Jacobs is going to get overdrafted. Oh, for sure. Gonna, yeah, I think people are going to overreact to his really, uh, you know, for him historic season. Uh, personally historic. Before anyone yells at me for that, <laughs> uh, personally historic season. Um, thinking that he can repeat that again. I think he will have a solid season. I think they will. You know decent to promising quarterback uh, to play for them next year. But I, th- I think people are going to overdraft him. I, I would not take Josh Jacobs in the first round. Nope. Yeah. And we don't even know where he's going. That's a, yeah. No, well, I think he's going to end up back in Vegas. I don't think Vegas is going to let him go. Mm, I don't know. Cause like, I look like the bears are interesting. Cause they have like a hundred million cap space. And like, that seems like a classic. Like we have so much money. Let's just get Josh Jacobs. It's a possibility, but the Bears are also dealing with the free agency at their backfield. They got David Montgomery, who's going to be a free agent. And me and Ted talked about this, that most likely what would be a smart move is they let David Montgomery walk. You don't pay for a running back and they go with Khalil Herbert because Khalil Herbert, when he's healthy, he was a very dominant running back in that backfield. So I think they go with the younger, cheaper option, especially, especially like you said, Chauncey, where they have so much cap space that they could shore up their offensive line was absolutely Mm -hmm. disastrous. They give Justin Fields some weapons on the outside, get him some receivers and sort of improve that defense, which is obviously Matt Eberflus is sort of forte there, shore up that defense, fix some holes that they have there and that's sort of how they'll sort of fix their roster to be a lot more competitive do they so, trade the number one pick no well <laughs> I, I i can see it in both ways like i mean obviously a team is hungry for a quarterback like tad's colts i was they gonna say the colts <laughs> <laughs> they could make that jump from four to one, especially if there's a quarterback that they love because um, who was it? Jim Ursay, I think of the Colts. He sort of leaked as like, oh yeah, I kind of like that Alabama quarterback. So it's like, are you sort of hinting here that they're sort of trying to make this move to go get Bryce Young at number one? So that's I mean, not like, even a leak. That was just, that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's just, that's common sense. Um, sorry, I'm already keep going. 
No, no, I didn't have much else to say there. So it's like I could see where they could trade back and obviously accumulate a lot more draft capital because like we talked about, they have other holes to fix on their offense and their defense. And trading away Justin Fields, especially after the season that he had, he put the team on his back and became, like we were sort of talking about, a rushing quarterback and sort of salvaged his fantasy season as well as his regular season in the uh, NFL there. So I also could see them just staying where they are and taking a defensive piece like a Jalen Carter out of Georgia or Will Anderson out of Alabama because obviously they need to improve the defense too. So I could see both happening, but I think there's going to be a quarterback-hungry team that's going to call Chicago and be like, hey, give us number one. We'll give you a boatload of capital. Yeah. Why would they trade? I don't understand the trade fields thing. Like, okay, you, you know, why, you know, why start over? You don't understand it. Like. <laughs> Stupid. I was like, why? Are they, who's leaking that? Because Fields, he tanked properly last year. Like, he was really good. They were competitive, but they also got the number one pick. So it's like, you know, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He wasn't nakedly tanking. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I have a friend, shout out to Matt, because apparently if I don't shout him out, I get in trouble. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he's a friend of mine who's a diehard Bears fan, and that you are echoing everything he was saying all season. I'm like, yes, I hate losing all these games. Yes, this is painful. No, I, I, I just want this season to be over. But every Sunday he was texting like, this is awesome. Because like, that's yeah. how you think. It was exciting. And they it got, was great. And they got some quality yeah. wins there. Exactly. He rushed for 1,100 yards last season. He, and sure he got did. hurt. Did he miss a couple games? Like, that's yeah, insane. he missed a couple games too. <laughs> Yeah, so why not build around that, especially when you have all exactly. that money and you have the number one pick. You, they have, the world's their oyster, and I really want to see how they're going to blow it. Because they're going to. Wow. It's the Bears. Yeah. Very, true. Do, Very true. What was the team that blew all the money on some really bad free – like they had one – it was years and years ago. They had like one off, I'm trying to remember who it was, but they have like one off season. Oh, it was the, mm-hmm. it was the Eagles. It's the Dream yeah, Team Eagles. Yeah, quote-unquote oh. <laughs> Vince Young coined the phrase, and yeah. then, yeah, they were not all they, that great. They had, yeah, like, what, like $200 million in cap space or something. They just signed everybody. It was like when you're just purposely tanking Madden, mm-hmm. and then you just, like, get everybody, and, like, whoo, man, that ended badly. It did not work out at all. For I sure. got Andy Reid fired, didn't it? Is that what Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that, that's not what got him fired, yeah. but it was the it was the last straw. Like, yeah. it was, it was like, part it was of like, it. It was part of Betting it. on Kevin Cobb was probably the biggest thing that got him fired. Oh, <laughs> oh didn't think I'd hear Kevin Cobb's name in today's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Amara, where did Kevin Cobb go to college? Beats me. Houston. I have no idea. Ah, good job, Sean. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, very okay. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So of the new coaches that were hired, there were, what, five new ones this year? Yep. Five, five or six. Coaches. I think okay, it's five fun. new head coaches, and um, which of the one? Which was do you think was the best hire? Uh, Shane Seichen. <laughs> Biased opinion there, maybe. Just because oh. you didn't end up with Jeff Saturday by by not being Jeff Saturday, he's the best hire they could have made. There you go. I was honestly like, <laughs> I honestly thought Jim Mercy was going to be like. I looked into his eyes, and he like he looked like he was a changed man. He he learned from his mistakes, so I don't need to interview him for ten hours. I was so worried, man. I was so, so worried. Because Jim Irsay, I mean, talk about bygone era. Like, mm-hmm. he is such a traditional, like, football guy that uh, I was truly, truly worried. He was just like, Jeff mm-hmm. Sarri, it would it would have been like a, well, I mean, this hire looks like it worked out. But mm-hmm. it would have been like a Dan Campbell type hire in the beginning where everybody was like, really, him? And it's just because he's like this, like, 
traditional football psycho. I shook um, his hand and I knew I knew right then he was the guy. I didn't even yeah. need I didn't even need anything. I shook his hand and that's all I needed to know. He was a man. Great, he was a man great what, happened. what the fuck, dude? But um <laughs> I will say, no, I, yes, obviously I'm a little biased, but I was so happy with that hire because just the way the Eagles offense ran all season, they, were, they weren't they were just, you know, it wasn't just like running with Jalen Hurts, running with Jalen Hurts. Like, they didn't do what the Ravens do, where it was just like, oh, let's overuse our quarterback and get him hurt. No, they like created, you know, they, they were creative with the ways he ran, when he ran. He had the option to run. They, they gave him, you know, they developed his passing game more. I know he only threw four, I want to say 22, 24 touchdowns on the season, but he was also yeah. very careful with the football as well. And I, mean, I think he rushed for, yeah, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, like 13, 14 touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. Um, so it's just like, game. It, was, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was a smarter uh mobile offense in the Ravens run and I feel like the Ravens always get all this love with how they use Lamar Jackson and uh I just like it and sure they're not the most exciting thing but you know at the Super Bowl you saw it time and time again like he's smart enough to create that quarterback sneak play that was unstoppable it literally like no half had an answer for that play it was just like the, the the design of it was just so good and like yes he was you know surrounded by talent but and I'm coming in with a hot take here. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a top five quarterback in the NFL right now, but he sure made him look like one. So, like, I, I really like this hire. I think that after two or three years, Colts are going to be back in it. I think so. They're not that far away. They're not a total teardown job. Right, exactly. Especially with, like, just imagine, like, a guy like that who made an offensive line so dominant in Philly with a building block like Quentin Nelson, who is sure. 27, I believe. Like, he still has a couple years to build around that guy. Like, that is a great, great, like, solid building piece. And let's not forget, too, like you said, Chauncey, great running game in Philly. Well, who's the Colts running back? Yeah, JTT. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. We're back, baby. <laughs> and then you're going to say Danico Ryans, aren't you? Honestly, no. I'm actually going to say Frank Reich with Carolina because not yeah, only is Frank like, for worst hire. Not only is Frank Reich an experienced head coach, he rules. actually feel- – he filled the position uh, of his offensive coordinator's defense coordinator with very experienced people. So Ijiro Evero went to Carolina. I really yeah. like Denver, and with a young defense that they have in Carolina, I think he's going to get the most out of it. And looking at Frank Reich's style, he likes to work off the run game, work the play-action pass. I think he can work with that. He does need to solve the quarterback problem, but I do like what they're sort of building there in Carolina as far as the coaching staff is concerned, which is sort of leads to me to be a good hire. D'Amico Ryans, I absolutely love that hire, too. I think getting a young coach there, um, a minority coach, too, obviously. Like, I mean, that's a really good hire, and he's filling his co- coaching staff pretty well, too. He's got a lot more to work, though, so he's kind of got a little bit of a blank slate. He's got some pieces, but not too much. So I think he just it's really going to be interesting to see how he develops that entire team like is he going to focus on the defense is he going to go like with a balanced approach work on both sides of the ball and sort of just work on competing and taking a little bit of a slower time like that's going to be more interesting to me but D'Amico Ryans is a great leader I really like him in Houston it was sad to see him leave San Francisco but honestly Frank is building in Carolina okay and then Gannon's probably the worst hire (laughs) Gannon to Arizona yeah it's not the best I I mean that job in general sucks like, yeah. it just does. <laughs> I mean, like, that's I, the problem. I mean, this report is hardly, you know, groundbreaking or new, but just like, yeah, like when I read that report that, you know, they were losing out all these guys because they were scared of being tied to Kyler Murray, I don't blame mm-hmm. them. No. no. 
that was just set up. The Kyler stories are so bad. Like they're like they're like Atlanta Vic stories. Like after the fact, and he's like, "Yeah, I was I was always last one in, first one out. I didn't really, you know, I was in the the off season thing." You're like, "Oh, well, that explains a lot, doesn't it?" Yeah. So like, I wouldn't say it's a bad hire. It's it's a boring hire in a in a off season of at least at least like and knows how none of us had Sean Payton. Wasn't great hire, my so, opinion. I think that's kind of a weird fit, but at least it was exciting. You get the fan yeah. base excited. Are any Cardinals fans in there like, yes, damn it? <laughs> like, no, that's not happening. No, especially Chauncey, as you joke, like you do, or like second half. Well, obviously, John again led that second half for the Eagles against the yeah. Chiefs and Super Bowl. So it's like that's like, the taste you want in your mouth. It's like, man. hey, he's here now in Arizona to fix everything. It's like I don't know. Yeah, it was like the Matt Patricia hire, where it's kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, he was the defensive coordinator on a good team, but whew, that Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gave up over 500 yards to Nick Foles. Yeah. And the Lions were even like, yeah, we didn't really want to hire him after that, but like we kind of already had a handshake thing. We don't want to look bad. <laughs> I was like, cool. I'm sure Jim Caldwell was so stoked to read that because <laughs> he didn't deserve to be fired. Oh, um, but no, I, he absolutely did. Jim Caldwell. Caldwell? No. Caldwell's an awful coach. That dude cost you. Oh, well, okay. He didn't cost you the Super Bowl, actually. Yes, he did. You have it third and goal, all the goal line with the Colts down with our remember, mm-hmm. like three or four minutes left. And do you remember? Well, all right. Peyton Manning Colts. Third and mm-hmm. goal. You're down by, I think it was four. My 21st birthday. Go on. <laughs> Who do you give the ball to? Who, as the coach, do you put the ball in his hands to win you the game? Hmm. Actually, uh, what? Who was our running back then, actually? Was it the a answer's Dave Manning. <laughs> oh, I was like, wait, where are you going with this? Because I'm like, I thought you were yeah, talking about the play where you threw the pick six to Porter. I'll give you that answer in a bit. But no, you put the ball in Manning's hands. I don't care that you're that close to the goal line. You let the smartest, greatest quarterback of all time, yes, I said, that – like he wins you the game. Do you want to know whose hands he gave the ball to to win the game? I forget, man. Donald Brown. He gave Donald, Donald Brown. Brown. Oh, God damn it, Donnie. A third and goal. <laughs> and shocker, he got stuffed because Donald Brown sucked. Like, I will never mm-hmm. forgive Jim Colwell for that play call. UConn's own. Donald. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm just saying, Caldo was a better head coach uh, for the Lions than Patricia was. I know that's not saying much, but at least Caldo yeah, got out of the playoffs twice. <laughs> yeah. That's Caldwell a low bar to cross if you're Caldwell. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I, w- I wouldn't have fired Caldo for Patricia unless I was getting something. I knew I was getting something better, which I wasn't. No, um, that's for sure. No, that's Gannon, sure. yeah. Gannon, I mean, he might be fine, but that's a teardown job anyway because like, they're trading Hopkins to God knows where, probably Baltimore because Dallas doesn't have the balls anymore to trade for big-name receivers. Um, they don't. They Prove me wrong. Really. What? They They'll trade, trade away, away one, yeah. Yeah, we'll gladly mm-hmm. do that. I, know, I honestly have the theory that like Steven just really is concerned about how much he's going to inherit, so he wants, this, wants the cap to be as clean as possible. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. That maybe. played a lot. Like, wouldn't it? Because it's like, Jerry, you used to do whatever. It's like, whatever it takes to win a Super Bowl. And I was like, I'm playing the long game, man. It's like, really? Like, yeah. LA, the Rams and Eagles should have been like the, the, what Dallas's model was. Because that's, that's was our whole bag. Like, who can yeah, we get? How can, can we get better? Yeah, you we can traded really tell for Roy that. Williams. 
Oh, for oh, God's sake, right, William! So yeah, <laughs> like he was willing to do that, but I was like, no, 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 man. These you gotta you gotta have a clean cap sheet. In your picks, you gotta keep your picks. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. We're the Cowboys. We're a mom and pop organization. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, mom and pop organization. Cowboys, hand in hand. Like, yep. I, I'm just picturing Stephen coming by with an Excel spreadsheet. Like, are you sure we can't cut Demarcus Lawrence? Are you sure? <laughs> like, or can, you think we can restructure and only pay him a million? Just, just wait a couple of years. He's going to be like, Mark, Micah Parsons wants what? Like, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know, right? All right. Um, and as far as as far as far Aaron Rodgers, is he going to be a Jet? I don't think so. I don't think so either. No? I think, I think it's a right. lot of posturing. He's going to stay in Green Bay, I think. Ooh, okay. He's, well, he's going to come oh, out. you think he goes somewhere else, Dad? Been... I think he's a Raider. I think he's going to be a Raider. Oh, okay. I think the Devontae Adams, him connection, I think Adams is going to push for that hard, and the Raiders are seemingly pretty intent on keeping Adams around almost until he Well, retires. they have no choice. What are they also going to do with him? They just traded for him and extended yeah. him. Right, exactly. So I think they want to keep him as happy as possible, and Devontae has certainly not been shy. It's kind of like the Jim Irsay leak. Like, <laughs> Devontae Dude. Adams has not been shy about, like, Can I want Rodgers to go with me. And, uh, Boy, I, that I, defense I, sucks. Like, yeah, I don't know why you'd want to go there. I feel bad for Max defense. Crosby. His career is going to get ruined in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's, Ma- it's like Max Crosby, one other dude, and then just like a bunch of guys who who didn't pan- who haven't panned out. But Chandler I mean, Jones, that fair. contract was atrocious. That's oh, fair, but I feel be... bad for your Trevon Merrig. <laughs> he's dying in Las Vegas. Yeah, I know. I know. He's actually not bad I'm, either. Like, he's well, that's solid. the problem. Like, that's what we just yeah. talked about with Max Crosby. It's like his career is just going to die unless he goes somewhere else. So, and he's well, going to. I think it's more of the situation. Well, first of all, I think you guys are vastly underestimating the ego on Aaron Rodgers. Like, I, I don't think he looks to the other side of the ball. It's like, uh, I don't know. I mean, no, I think at like, some point, you kind of have to. I. I don't, I just, I, I really think that if you're a quarterback that gets to that level, that you truly believe that you can elevate any team above mm. because you're so good. And let's I not forget, guess. this dude is so crazy that he just spent four days in the dark alone. Are we really <laughs> going to pretend like I mean, he's going he to paid, act this He paid crazy? for solitary confinement. Let, let's just be clear. Yeah. That's what he paid. He paid yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like this is not a rational person we're dealing with. So I'm, I'm going to attempt to rationalize them, but let's keep. I don't know, man. Tad, maybe but, open your third eye and try to be more enlightened, dude. Okay. <laughs> I, I really do think that. Uh, yeah, I remember too the the Raiders, especially. I think they are going to throw just everything the Packers if this the interest is mutual, uh, because I think Josh McDaniels knows Raiders fans are little sketched out by him and his pass in Denver is not doing him any No favors. kidding. So I think like or the Colts I don't, I don't think it'll be a mid-season firing next year but like if he got <laughs> if he has another crap year and he gets fired next offseason that would not surprise me in the No. Best. I think he might actually be it's him and Stefanski that are my two leaderboards to get uh, for first coach fired and it won't be Stefanski's fault. Stefanski's an interesting yeah. pick for that. He, it just screams fall guy. Him. Like he just screams fall guy, dude. Because what? Sure. So, I mean, we'll see about that. Because Watson carries a $54 million cap pit and Stefanski doesn't. This is <laughs> yep. so bad. Who's the, who's the Bucks coach, Raheem Morris? Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, how dare you? Raheem Morris is our guy for what, at least one more year. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting my first year in fire. He, he, was, almost your head, he was almost your head coach. Uh, yes, True. he was. Uh, yeah, the Bucks coach has my <laughs> pick for uh, for. 
No. Man. Actually, you know what? I don't know if he's going to be the first fire, but he's no. 100% getting fired. He's, he's not, not going to have a good season. He's not going to yeah, have a good season. But it's one of those, they'll give him a, a bit of a longer leash because it's like, okay, fine. Like, rebuild your staff. Like, we, we know we don't have, like, I don't think they'll fire him immediately. Like, Dennis Allen might get fired, might be in that list too because they're going nowhere and they finally got out of got out of from Peyton. I was thinking Dennis, I almost made Dennis Allen my pick. That that's not a bad one. But Stefanski probably feels like a midseason firing if the Browns suck. That's like what it's like like stories are like, well, you know, Watson Stefanski, they just haven't been getting along, man. Like the offense isn't what he wants and like this isn't what he signed up for. It's like, okay, here we go. How about this from Mike McCarthy? Maybe you're fired at the Cowboys no. a couple I don't no. think the Cowboys operate that way. No, no, Steven's like, we're not going to pay two coaches. I'm sorry. We're not paying two coaches. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, that's a very good point. God, I wonder All what right. that buyout must be. So Derek Carr, Derek Carr is going to make the Hall of Fame when he signs to the Jets. That's what you're saying? If it's not Rogers? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, he's got good pieces again, there. We, we talked about this on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, what, like two weeks ago? And yeah. Amir actually uh-huh. said, like, Actually, it was the same episode I talked about the Buccaneers one. Now that person, yeah. but Emerge said I think he goes to the Jets. And I disagree with him. I was like, I think he goes to the Saints. Those talks went a long way. I've changed my tune over the past couple, you know, days of like the more reports that come out, it really seems like there's strong mutual interest there. And I have heard nothing about him to the Saints anymore. Like I don't know what happened there. I think that was more of a trade thing. I think yeah, like, this yeah. Because the Saints are like, well, we got to cut a lot of costs in a, in, a, in a short matter of time, and I don't think we can take on Derek Carr. Yeah, and I think so the I big think thing that surprises that me with New Orleans too is just that we're seeing the report that Alvin Kamara is going to get indicted for all the stuff that he did with beating up that dude or whatever, right? So who knows if he's going to play? Out. If, I don't know if he's going to play at all this upcoming season. So there goes one weapon in your offense. Michael Thomas is. Apparently, he tweeted out that the medical staff with the New Orleans Saints is terrible, but then he deleted it within a couple of minutes. So he's not very happy with his situation in New Orleans. So I don't know if he's going to play. They shouldn't be Jarvis happy Lane with him. He sucks now. I was going to say, like, do you guys see that tweet during the season where he was like, it was after some crazy finish, and he was just like, football is one hell of a game. And the top reply was, yeah, you should try playing it once in a while. <laughs> And just Jarvis well, Landry was a bust. Like, I mean, Chris Olave is looking good, obviously, but it's like outside of that, it's like, what do you have in this offense? Like Chauncey said, they're going to have to make some cap moves. So it's like maybe the offensive line gets sacrificed a little bit too. So it's like, why would Derek Carr want to go there? I'm so surprised no. every time I turn on ESPN, they're like, Derek Carr to the Saints. Derek Carr to the Saints is a good fit. And I'm like, I don't see it. You, you to me, they're just a team that should just – Oh, sorry. Just look at that O-line. That O-line has some massive cap hits coming up. Not mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. here – like one or two in the uh, pretty immediate future, but in like a year or two, basically that entire O lines and every single one of their cap hits is going to go up to like ten plus million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, the Saints are classic. They should just tear it down and start over because you're just going to be on the treadmill at this point, and you don't want to be on the treadmill. That's the worst place you can be. Especially in a division where it's sort of wide open now with Brady, you know, it's not official yet. Obviously, we had to see it, but him being retired, quote unquote, I'm putting it here in quote marks. It's like, obviously, the Carolina, we talked about, they have a new head coach. The Saints are sort of like treading water here. The Falcons are like sort of on that fence of like, can they be competitive or are they still trying to rebuild? So They're it's in like, the Lamar conversation. Oh. 
Yeah, exactly. They're involved in the Lamar conversation. They were involved in the Deshaun Watson conversation when he was obviously trying to pick his destination. Ugh. So it's like this division is wide open. So it's like, yeah, if you're going to do a teardown, if you're going to do a rebuild, it's like now's the time because it's like you can sort of get – if you can get competitive fast, you can sort of take stranglehold in this division because everybody else is in a very similar fashion where they're trying to figure out if they're going to be competitive now or competitive later. Last thing QB-wise, Lamar, is he going to be a Raven? Ooh, that's I think so. One. I think so. I. It's hard for me to see another team paying out that much because I brought this up before. I brought this up in our Senior Bowl live stream. Lamar Jackson, unless he takes that next step to become more of a prolific passer, he's never going to get to a Super Bowl. And I don't know if a team wants to make that uh, investment it then. It comes out. God damn it. <laughs> and I don't know if a team he's wants to make that investment. <laughs> he's a really good quarterback. He's obviously unanimous MVP in 2019, but it's just like he did that all with his rushing ability. So it's like you have to tailor your entire offense around him then. And it's like I don't see it just succeeding as well with another team because it's just like no. they have to make so many more sacrifices. They're going to have to pay him a lot of money, obviously, very similar to like I'm hearing that he wants something close to what Deshaun Watson got. He wants a lot more guaranteed money, if not his entire contract guaranteed. So it's like it's hard for me to envision a team making that sort of commitment with a quarterback that still hasn't developed as much as a passer. So that's what worries me a little bit. So I think Same. Baltimore, because they already had the relationship there, they hired the um, offensive coordinator who I'm blanking on to sort of work with him. Um, oh, uh, Todd Munkin, Tom Munkin out of Georgia. Ah. Um, so it's like he said that he wants to work with Lamar Jackson. He can work with him and be a successful quarterback. So I think Baltimore bites the bullet and they resign him. I think so too. All right. Shifting from football. Um, baseball's coming up. Um, how yes. do you like the new rules? I don't. How do we like the new rules? Well, Tad, I mean, do you want to take it here first? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll just try to get my spark notes versions on it. The, the pitching clock I like, I don't think I like, I like the idea of a pitching clock. I don't like the timing 15 seconds. So for those of you who don't know, it's 15 seconds. Uh, pitchers have to throw the pitch. If there are no uh, runners that's with bases base. empty. With bases empty. Yeah, with bases it's empty. 20 with runners with, on bases. With runners on, it's 20. Um, seems a little quick for me. I, I think extend that to like, you know, kind of football play clock numbers of like maybe 30 with no runners on and then 40 with runners on. I think that's fair in my opinion. Um, so I, I, I would like some time adjustments, but let's see how that goes. I'm open to it. Uh, bigger bases. I don't mind it. I do find it funny though is the MLB's whole, like, uh, PR thing on this has been, like, it's for player safety. Like, nobody's going to get stepped on at the first base. No, it's not. It's a boost up the steal numbers. Like, let's – like, yeah, player safety will be, like, a side benefit of this, but, like, quit being, like, it's for a player safety. Like, no, it's not. It is to hey, get those guy, I'm happy about that. Hey, I'm down for that, too. Like, I just – I think, you know, I love a good steal, and they have I – I don't know if this is true or not, but just, like, anecdotally – it's felt like there have been less steals in the last couple of years. Um, God, that, been less steals. That, that no shift rule is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't think I've ever heard of a, a sports love it. strategy out of the game. Like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard for a well, couple of reasons. Because they, it's killing offense. That's why. Well, Ted, it circles back to your point where you were like, they made the bases bigger because they want to increase steals because this is sort of taking away from that player who's like a hit guy and a steal guy, but not so much a power guy. Because now when they had the shift in place, it was pretty much a game with just power. So it's like, if you're not hitting home runs, you're pretty much useless on offense. That's why you saw so many guys. It's like, 
you see the number of guys that are getting 20 home runs is pretty much substantial. Whereas like you watch the game 10 years, 15 years ago, that number to hit 20 home runs was a lot less. So it's like exactly like you said, all of these rules is to increase the speed yeah. of the players, to increase more steals, and obviously get players on base more. So you're seeing more action in the game, right? Instead of well, I, ground outs, do, strikeouts, and home runs only. And I, yeah, I, you beat me to my point because I kept trying to interrupt <laughs> you because I knew you would. So, <laughs> yeah, I do know this for an absolute fact. The strikeout numbers have skyrocketed. Yeah. It's either a home run or a strikeout, and that mm-hmm. does not make TV. But another point I want to bring up, I get – Try to capture that young audience, but at a certain point, baseball just needs to accept that it's – I'm not saying it's time for death has come, but it's time to just settle as the you know second or third sport in this country has come. You are not grabbing any new you know viewers with these rules. What you are doing is you're pissing off the old viewers, yeah, but exactly. I call myself old, like this. Because, like I say, traditionalists, we'll say traditionalists. <laughs> traditionalists, thank you. And, but that's what baseball is. It's about tradition. Yeah. Hold on to that. And it, I mean, just, it, it drives me absolutely nuts that they're doing this. And also another dumb part of the no shift rule is that if an infielder's if both of his feet are not on the ground by the uh, before the ball is hit, I, I guess the, the runner gets to go first base or something. How are you going to review that? So like what? Yeah. One guy just like lifts up his leg to stretch or something. Like the guy just gets to go to first. Like come on. I don't think I it's hate that the zombie runner at second for extra innings too. I hate that. Oh, I absolutely hate that too. I don't mind that just because every time it's extra innings, I'm like, I need to go to work, man. Like, can we? <laughs> terrible. But then again, who am I to doubt Rob Manfred? He's probably the best commissioner in all of sports. He's never done anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Ask, ask the Miami Marlins how they feel about that. No, ask my fucking Dodgers how. how... <laughs> oh, yeah. Ask still have... how I feel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let's see. A couple lightning round questions. <clears throat> okay. Well, Amar, you can make a sandwich for this one. Tad, MCU, stock up or stock down? Stock middle. Mm. So I'm still stock up. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to short it yet. Everyone else is ready to. I'm not gonna. And this is where the debate started. Of like, when was the last time we talked with Chauncey? Because um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was just like, crap. What was the last MCU project we talked about? So I like look into everything that's happened. Then I haven't been as hard. I feel like the people have been overly harsh. Um, I do too. I really do too. Like I haven't seen Quantumania yet. I want to, but I'm wow. just judging okay. by talk about that. Well, I'm sorry. I can't, I, I know what happens. No, well, but... we were by talking about that. I mean, like, Amur, are you good if we spoil Quantumania? And he was the same way because I've already seen it, and he was hmm. just like, "Oh, no, no, no!" Like I'm seeing it this weekend. I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do general talk on that." But if you well, haven't no. seen it, well, I will. Keep yeah, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil. We're not gonna spoil it. I'll I come, found out. Come on again two weeks from now. We can talk about it then. There you go. Yeah, like I'm more bullet. I'm happy that they're going to scale back on like a lot of the TV stuff, which I've enjoyed basically all of the shows to varying degrees. I really have, but I'm like, I can see where it's too much for people. I get that. Yeah, and, and just really nothing's blown me away. Like, but I'm, I haven't really, other than Captain America and the uh, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Sorry, they they changed it to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Soldier at the end. Um, mm-hmm. That was the one show where I was like, this is bad. But apparently there was a bunch of COVID well, stuff. I felt bad. Like- I, I gave them a mulligan because, like, it, yeah. it, but they all should have been like at least two episodes longer. That's the other problem. Yeah. Like Miss Marvel like, should yeah, have been- consistency where it's like some shows got like She Hulk got nine, and then Moon Knight only got six. I think if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Falcon Soldier got so it's like, like we need more. Well, exactly. She Hulk's one. Like I would watch this if it were a twenty-two episode network show. 
Like that's I wanted more cases of the week, and they have to cram everything. So I can see why they're like, yeah, 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 we gotta scale this stuff back, and uh, they also just have to, you know, do better with their visual effects departments because they're those poor people are overworked and oh, yeah. understaffed. Uh, Love and Thunder visual effects were absolutely horrific. Like those I, were super yeah. Like I, and do, I think they, that's why I, we're getting delays too, right? Because um, the Marvel mm-hmm. movie got pushed to November. Um, me and Tad were talking about because he's super excited, obviously, about uh, Daredevil: Born Again. There's rumor yeah. that that's going to get pushed back too. So I mean, it's just like, and yeah, gotta should. give these guys some time to breathe a little bit to work on these yeah. things. Like that was a Chapek thing because it's like we got to get as much stuff on the Disney Plus as possible so we can yeah. increase revenues. And it turns out it didn't work, and then you're just burning money. And then when interest rates go up, you're screwed. And that's why Iger's back. I think just generally with MCU the past like year, two years, uh, there, there's just been a lot of stuff like I haven't loved, but I, just, I, I, people are like, oh, She Hulk was terrible. And obviously, no, you it know, wasn't. Like, trolls I love She Hulk. It was great. But I do too. Like, you know, Quantum Man, I, 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 should I say this on the podcast? I yeah. watched Quantum Manium at home. Let me phrase it that way. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> um, because the review scared me off. I was like, I'm not, I don't want to pay for a movie ticket to go watch a bad movie because that's what happened to me with Love and Thunder. Um, and Love and Thunder, I did not like. Actually, I actually kind of like Love and Thunder. I thought Love and Thunder was horrific. I had a good time. I don't care. I had, I had a good time, but I, it should have been, it could have been, I would have like wanted that one to be like 20 minutes longer to let stuff breathe more. Yes, yeah, I, I think that would be a good edit. That would the be big problem that I think me and Tad had with Love and Thunder was just they totally just misused Christian Bale. Like I loved his character in that oh, movie, so and just he was on screen for like maybe what twenty he minutes. But he should have butchered more gods. Apparently he did, but that was he stuff that was the cutting God. <laughs> Well, they told we Tyke and we were like, "Hey, he got butchered." Told- I would love to see that. Gathered, they they told Taika keep it at two hours even, and like that's that's a problem because there's a lot of story. Yeah, like that. I um, I, I, I do feel like qual- yeah, they're gonna be sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go no, no, you got it. it's your podcast. No, I was just gonna say, like I think they're gonna be fine long term. Everyone just like in yeah. the we're angry that they, we're angry at other things, but we're taking it out of Marvel thing. Like yeah, I get that there's too much there's too much product and it hasn't been like inc- incredible the way like the other phases were. But I also think there's like more going on than like uh, than that. It's a good point you bring up the other phases because it's like I think the end of phase three, obviously, where you have Avengers Endgame, it's like you end on such a high, and then Mm -hmm. you have all this stuff in phase four, which is a little bit more foundation work. So it's like they're setting up a lot of good stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's like if you don't know where it's leading, you could sort of leave a movie or a TV show being like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if this is all that great. So I think I think I think that's the big thing, and obviously, like you guys said, the fatigue of like everything coming out. Yeah. It's funny you should bring up, though, like the foundation work and I'm trying to see that you're like, oh, all these other phases were amazing. Phase 2 really wasn't that good. I had Iron Man 3, Thor 2, Age of Ultron. Really all that I had that was good was Guardian, Ant-Man, which I, I enjoyed Ant-Man, but I, I didn't want to have Ant-Man. Like, oh, that was great. So we had like Ant-Man, which was good, not great. Yeah, like I said, the other three I mentioned, really the only two good movies out of Phase 2 were Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America 2. No, Iron Man, Iron Man 3 is a classic. This all has very much Phase 2 feel that then, like, will lead into... uh, But we're all all pro-Kang. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Kang's great. You guys are going to love Kang and Ant-Man. He is so good. Best part of the movie, by far. All right. And And I guess... reviews, by the way. The movie's not great. Again, same thing as all these projects have been. Absolutely fine. 
Yeah, and no. I was like, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I couldn't – actually, you know what? This will make you guys feel better. I kind of regret not going to the movies. I think wow. it would have been okay. Right. okay. All right. So and we get you guys out of here on this. What is the best thing you guys are watching right now? Non-sports. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I could go. So I'm actually doing a re- uh, rewatch of Psych. It's one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I'm doing that right now. And I mean, besides that, I am going to watch some of the tail end movies. We're talking about MCU. I'm going to watch some of the tail end movies of um, Phase Four here. So I haven't seen Wakanda Forever yet. I'm yeah, probably no. going to rewatch No Way from Home, uh, Far from Home, excuse me. And I'm also going to rewatch uh, Multiverse of Madness. So those are the movies I'm going to watch. And then obviously going to plan to watch. Um, quantum mania this weekend too so but yeah okay. as of right now psych rewatch love that show uh see it's funny because uh since i'm you know in the middle of the week i'm just thinking of all the stuff i just watch while i do work while i'm at home so uh <laughs> hey hell's kitchen just wrapped up their new season that was great uh, <laughs> um, the, for the first time it's funny so i actually grew up watching hell's kitchen with my family like it, it brings back very nostalgic memories um only like once or twice in the 20 year, 22 history uh, year history of the show as my, the chef I liked one. And this season, the chef I liked one in the first time in like six years. And I was like, uh-huh. it brought me little too much joy. Um, <laughs> so right now I'm just going down like a Gordon Ramsay rabbit hole. Uh, I'm literally like right up like, as I was prepping for this episode, I was watching uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Next level show. Um, That's a great show. Right. Um, right now, just basically a lot of trashy reality TV. There you go. Um, I, I, oh, man. Chauncey, you'll know. Uh, my friends are trying to convince – well, Chauncey, you'll uh, – honestly, you'll kill me after this, especially after my Willy Wonka gaffe. Oh, um, which, by the way, I did not just get crap from YouTube about that. In case you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the Sky Guys. Last I was episode, polite about it. And uh, even my friends were texting me like, dude, how'd you mess that up? I was like, oh. Um, <laughs> my friends have been telling me to watch Wind River, this Elizabeth Olsen, Jeremy Renner movie. Yeah. Oh, I watched Taylor. that. I the watched Taylor that. Taylor Sheridan. Like, okay. So that's I'm my Friday. I'm that's not my a Friday watch. guy, but like, more power to you. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll, I'll try that then. But uh, yeah, right now it's just a bunch of reality TV show while I get through the week. And then obviously, I mean, it's nothing, you know, like groundbreaking, but last of us is just fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's so, so good. It's, it's really exciting too. Cause I, I mean, I'm a massive video game guy, but I'm not very good at those like role playing video games. So I never played. It. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's really interesting to watch the story. And I watch these YouTube videos of like the differences between it. They are very smart about like staying true to the game, but also taking these creative liberties. And I, it's just funny watching these video game fans be like, this is terrible. I'm like, this is amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. Like it is scheduled television all over again. Like the second it drops on Hulu, I am there. Okay. What do you guys have to plug? Well, we got our episode. <laughs> I'll take it from here. Um, so we got our episodes coming up later this week. We're going to be doing a combine preview with the combine starting up next week. So we're going to giving you guys some previews of some guys that can improve their stock over the combine. And Tad, super excited about this one. We're going to be doing our top ten mock draft. So with no trades, it's just going to be straight up, no crazy, you know, called Bears trading back with the Colts or anything we'll like that. that. That's we'll for later. That. That's for later, but we're going to do our top 10 to sort of solidify who we think is probably going to go in the top 10 position there. So, but yeah, 
definitely heavy on draft content. I know you said, what are we watching besides sports content? But me and Tad are definitely heavy into draft research. So watching tape on a lot of these guys and making sure we're giving LEFB Network viewers and readers and fans and everybody the best draft content possible. Okay. And if you want to bet on, bet on uh, your guys' draft content being awesome, go to our friends at Bet Online and use code BLAV for 50% off your first bet. To decide, guys, I could have gone on for two hours, but it's a it's a Wednesday night, so I cannot. Well, you guys we'll, have a we'll wonderful night. On more often. We'll have you on more often as well. Yes. 100%. I've been I'm hitting it quite before the draft, too. We're doing yeah, this again I'm, like in about a month. Yeah, I've been begging for that. forever. I'm like, can we do more popular culture stuff on our pod? He was like, that's you and Chauncey. That's not me. I'm like, well, you just host it. it was just, yeah, so we, we'll, we'll split the responsibilities. All right. You guys have a wonderful night. Bye. Right. Appreciate it. Have a good night.